Hi, I'm Carrie. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration from our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we are talking about Peter Pan by J.M. Barry. Rufio! Rufio! <laughs> Bang a ring! Rufio! <laughs> Sorry. Gotta open with a hook reference. <laughs> yeah. One of my most favorite movies as a kid. <laughs> Ah, uh, I loved rereading um, Peter Pan. It was so different this time. Yeah, reading it from a grown-up perspective. Yeah, this like, one, like, we always say it. that when we read books that we read as a child and then reread them, but, like, this one especially, since it had so many themes about, like, childhood and adulthood, and so it's just, like, I don't think I sobbed through the last, like, two chapters when I was a child. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, it was a very different read this time. Like, it was much more melancholy for me and kind of bittersweet. I feel like there's a lot of humor in it, too. Oh, like, yes. It was standing, like, kind of all the pokes at things. It yeah, like... it's su- it's super funny, but, like, there's yeah. some stuff that's, like, really, like, just kind of mentioned in passing, but it's just mm-hmm. so poignant. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk about all that in a minute, but first... um, Let's do Tasty Time, where we talk about what's going on in fiction food. Tasty Time. So before we, like, highlight ours, let's talk about what's going on in the Fandom Foodies Facebook group, which, you know, we're going to be mentioning a lot, because there's a new, um, yeah, we, we did Redwall August for August, um, and everyone liked it so much that we decided we're going to do this every month. So, um, yeah, so if you're interested, like, um, you're welcome to join the Facebook group. You do not have to be a blogger, you know, um, you just have to have Facebook. Um, and there's a bunch of months, like, we're all kind of claiming months to host and, um, with different themes, and there's a bunch of months open, so if you want to jump in there and grab a theme, um, go for it. Um, so it's September, which means... Yeah, Hashtag Pokenom. Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Pokemon is over at the Gluttonous Geek. Yep. Is hosting that. Yeah, she yeah. is hosting it, and we're cooking Pokemon food because I'm sure everybody's been playing Pokemon Go. I know you mm-hmm. have. How's your po- yeah. How's your training going? It's great. Well, I haven't trained much, but. <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't really like, hit up yeah the col- many the gyms. collection's going well <laughs> but yeah my collection is going well and I walk Amelia to school now and I mean now that school started again we're walking to school so I'm like let me hatch those eggs yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> I've been taking a walk like every night after the kids go to bed I'm like wow I'm getting some exercising and hatching some eggs nice. and catching them pidgeys so <laughs> oh pidgeys get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, yeah, everybody's got some, like, fun ideas of stuff they're going to cook for for um, Pokemon, so um, check out the hashtag Pokenom this month, and um, you're welcome to participate. Yeah. All right, so um, what are you thinking about talking about? So, September is also a celebration for Roald Dahl, um, so it celebrates... Who we love. Yeah, what would be his 100th birthday. Oh, nice. So he was born in September. Um, and so there are different activities going on in the UK and the US. Um, but uh, specifically, food-wise, uh, many bakeries and um, eateries are have will be having like special Roald Dahl book-inspired items. 
Uh, and so you can go to rolldoll.com to uh, the U.S. like activities happening in the U.S. section, and there's delicious delights. <laughs> Ooh. And it has a list of some of those. So, uh, like in New York at Ample Hills Creamery, they're going to have apple cider ice cream inspired by Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then, um, there, well, there are a few places in New York, actually. I wish it was like... <laughs> I mean, I don't know if maybe some local, you know, maybe not as... Um, high-profile places might might have something too. But, yeah, um, but yeah. So let's see. Let's see a place that's not New York. Bruce Bogtrotter's chocolate ice cream at Cool House in Los Angeles. Um, Hornet stewed in tar. Yum. <laughs> at the Flower Bakery and Cafe in Boston. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So if you're in any of those places, check it out. Um, there's also a Voodoo Donuts and uh, with, they have. Um, several different locations they're having yeah we have them here um, yeah and then also just kind of a uh well i don't know i don't know what words to use but um gene wilder um passed away yeah just recently and so just a couple of days ago yeah, yeah it's like t- so it's kind of it's it's still fresh and so then bringing up real doll it just makes me think of <laughs> gene wilder of course he was yeah, Willy Wonka. I feel like he he was the perfect Willy Wonka. He really he was. A whole episode about that, and yeah, so just to, in memory of him, and now and now there's this celebration. So yeah, in September, eat some fun, awesome food that Willy Wonka would enjoy. Yes, Willy Wonka <laughs> would approve. Yeah. All right, and what is your tasty time? Mine is. Um, Ochikeran, who um, has a website and YouTube channel called Create Eat Happy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, yeah, I just started watching her videos like, I guess, um, like a week or so ago because, um, you know, as you mentioned, it's back to school time. And so I decided I'm going to start packing bento boxes again because uh-huh. my Tupperware drawer is out of control. And I used to pack bento for um, my daughter, but like stopped for some reason. Like probably that reason is laziness, <laughs> but, but <laughs> anyway, funny. yeah. So I was like on Twitter, like, okay, I'm gonna do um, bento. So like, you know, does anybody have any good ideas? Yeah, and Katarina from um, Pretty Cake Machine was like, "Have you checked out Oshikaron?" And I'm like, "I have not." So I went to her, um, yeah, YouTube um, page, and my kids and I have been watching all her like character bento videos, and they're adorable. Like, she has so many good ideas. Um, yeah, and I'm not gonna be doing like these fancy bentos for my kids maybe once in a while but like it's it's fun to watch you know and she's got like um you know they're all like little rice balls and she cuts out faces and you know things out of, and makes some like really clever stuff out of vegetables and yes yeah, so it's, it's really fun i've been enjoying watching her videos yeah i've um followed her for a couple of years and she's so cute but i love how yeah that she eats yeah she, like, eats the food at the end yeah so- a lot of um, people who do YouTube videos or whatever for food, they don't actually 
it's like here is this pretty food and it's like yeah it's like too pretty to eat yes i know eating it's the whole point yeah like they are works of art but then yeah she digs in and it's super cute yeah Yeah, so she gives her um she lives in japan and so she gives the recipe in english but then um like i love the structure of her videos but then she'll start talking in japanese with subtitles while she eats it and she's so cute Mm -hmm. she's always like oishi yeah (laughs) on everything Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) and you can hear her little baby babbling in the background yeah Yeah. so it's really cute i i I like her a lot yeah she seems like a really really nice and fun person yeah Um, I did also want to mention something. Um, Katharina over at um, Pretty Cake Machine, she brought this to my attention. Um, so, remember, <laughs> we were talking about the dog nut from Steven Universe, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, somebody else do it. Um, but she brought to my attention that um, Rebecca Sugar actually ate, or, well, she, on on her... On Rebecca Sugar's Instagram, anyway, uh, like last May, um, 2015, uh-huh. May, she, um, like, shared a picture of <laughs> a couple of dog nuts, like, on a plate. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if that means she ate them, or... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she did. But you anyway. can't have a dog nut in front of you and not indulge. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so Rebecca Sugar posted this, like, awesome picture. Oh, sweet. Let's link to of, it, of, yeah. like, a platter, and then, um... She, the only thing she wrote was uncontrollable beauty with three exclamation points. <laughs> yeah, nice. So that that's cool about like Steven Universe, the crew, Steven Universe, the crew behind the scenes. They often yeah. make food pertains to the episode, and so maybe that was what. Oh, I like that it. For. That sounds delightful. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some Peter Pan. All right, let's talk about Peter Pan. So this was originally a play. Um, but we did not read the play, I don't think. Um, I haven't seen the play. Maybe, I I feel like it was, like, on TV at one time, and I may have caught parts of it. But, um, so, yeah, it was originally a play, and then, like, a couple short years later, um, J.M. Barry, um, made it into a novel, and, um, we both, I think we both read this as a child, and we both reread it, um, for this podcast. And then there's been many, many movies. Um, like, the Disney one in particular, I've seen a bajillion times. I watched that one a lot as a kid. <clears throat> and I haven't seen any of the the recent ones. I think you watched one of the recent ones for this. Which one? Yes. So, yeah, to prepare for this, I so I watched Pan. And I watched Peter Pan. And I watched pa- Hook. Pan's the one that came out a couple years ago, right? Yeah, Pan is, was it 2014 or 2015? Okay, yeah. And, and then, um, and then the 2003 Peter Pan with Jeremy Sumter, an actual boy playing. Oh, okay, yeah, usually it's played by a girl. Peter Pan's played by a girl. Yeah. Traditionally. Um, yeah, and I don't think, yeah, just to briefly mention, like, you know, there was the, the recent, um, musical, and it's kind of hard to get a hold of, so we didn't end up watching it for this um, oh, do you mean the 2014 Peter Pan Live? Yes. Yeah, well, I watched, I, I, I watched, I found it on YouTube. <laughs> well, like, I found bits of it on YouTube. Well, no, it was the whole thing, but it was like, anyway, but I didn't really want to watch the whole thing, because I didn't really like it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just kind of, like, 
I watched various parts of it. I would like. I don't know. Yeah. Like I liked seeing Peter Pan, like the the person who played Peter Pan. But yeah, I didn't. I wasn't. I just <laughs> remember all the controversy around it because yeah, this this work in general, Peter like Pan. let's yeah, go ahead and mention up front. We always got to make the disclaimer because it seems like everything we read's got some kind of element in it that's kind of gross. But yeah, like there's the um, problem with um, Native Americans and how they're portrayed in this book. It's like really cartoonish and not good, especially like in the Disney version. <laughs> They have an awful song. And yeah, so it's, yeah, there's some not good stuff in it. But most of it's enchanting and charming, so like I think we'll focus on that part as we're talking about it. But yeah, I actually I don't I don't remember reading it as a kid. Oh, okay. I mean, it it might have been read to me. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. Like, I don't remember personally reading it. Oh, okay. I definitely read it, and I think I was, like, a little bit of an older kid. Like, I think um, Mm -hmm. maybe, like, middle school I read it. Um, And I remember really enjoying it, so I was excited to read it again. And, um, yeah, this this time, like I said, it was a very different experience. Um, Yeah, it is super humorous, and there's, like, a lot of, like, absurdist stuff that... (laughs) That I, you know, kind of glossed over the first time. But then, yeah, there's, like, a lot of little lines that, like, were just really kind of sweet to me just about the nature of childhood. Um, Like... It's very insightful. Yeah. To the point. Yeah. And and pretty. Like, um, one in particular, like, when um, Wendy has convinced all the Lost Boys to um, go back and find their mothers, you know, she's kind of put this since they've all forgotten their mothers because they've been away for so long but she's kind of put put the feeling in them to return um and so they're like okay we're going we're going and they just assume um peter would go with them and he's like no i'm not going and they're like ah okay so like they didn't really care care about it too much and it's just like yeah kids are just kind of like that it's not they're like thoughtless or mean but they do really cruel things sometimes just out of um being a child and not thinking about other people, you know? Yeah. They'll toss they... they'll toss their dearest ones to the side or something like that. Yeah, Jan Barry yeah. like describes it as being heartless. Yeah. But it's not how we think of heartless. It just means Yeah, it's just like you're kinda have a singular focus. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But very much that children are are um very like they only think of themselves basically. Right, exactly. Like, they're their focus is always in one. Yeah, and he does out like he does outright call them selfish like several times. Yeah. But it's just like an observation. <laughs> yeah, of it's not like yeah. childhood and development like Right, like yeah. they're just kind of in this Social in this stage where it is all about them. Mind so. development, yeah. Yeah, and it's fine. Like that's normal. I was really impressed and like kind of tickled with how yeah the way that it's written and it's very much like the old british matter of factness yeah yeah like it's it's very fun the the humor is mostly from taking things to their logical conclusion or like play on words like kind of like not as crazy as the Mm -hmm. alice in wonderland stuff but that that same type of um yeah i guess um and just and also like, like humor, saying, like, humor from skewed logic or something like that. And, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. Th- like taking things to the extreme and making it very matter of fact. Like right. Um, 
you know, like describing children and yeah, like I think when I read it the first time, it was it was not odd to me at all that their nanny's a dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like it's not it's like it, and it gives an explanation for it in the book it's like they didn't have a lot of money so mm-hmm. they had to get a dog as a nanny and they knew that was a little weird because they always worried about or you know mr darling in particular is always very concerned about like what the neighbors will think <laughs> so yeah you know oh my god they're so poor they have a dog as a nanny so but the nanny uh, nana is described as being very human-like. Right. I mean, but then we're reminded that she's a dog. Yeah, she, she's a fantastic, <laughs> attentive, um, yeah, nursery, you know. Yeah, but then she would, like, scowl t- at the the other nannies in the park. Right. Like, when they would not pay attention to her kids. And she, and yeah, she would, she would like, follow them home she would and fall and tattle, yeah, she would tattle the, the, the mothers that the other nannies yeah. weren't taking good care of the kids. They were neglecting she, them. <laughs> she may have unknowingly saved some babies from becoming lost boys right exactly yeah because yeah that's the origin of the lost boys they um they're babies that have fallen out of their prams um are there any lost girls no they're too smart to fall out of their prams they're too clever yeah oh oh yeah there's a lot of like um gender stuff in this book my goodness um Yeah. yeah like all the lost boys are boys um yeah and neverland is like a valhalla for little boys yes yes like, they just kind of run amok and then yeah wendy is there to be their mother yeah, because Sheldon. she's a woman so she has all these like womanly um instincts and and she is she's so sweet and she's so maternal um like, i really love wendy in this book and she's like so gentle and nice with all of them so i i really enjoyed that and at one point, though, they do say that um, Captain Hook has some feminine qualities in his darkness because he has, like, um, an instinctual thing, you know? So it's not all mm-hmm. just, like, men and women, but it's kind of more, like, mascul- masculine and feminine qualities that keep being harked har- upon. Yeah, well, because Smee was, like, endeared to all of them, and he was, like, sitting at his sewing machine. and Right! <laughs> like, yes, yeah, so I think yeah. he's saying the pirates are a little, like, flamboyant and girly, <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It was just the like qualities as opposed to you know anything else, which is kind of cute. Also, um, so I read the sequel. So there is only one official sequel um, because the Greater Street Orman um, Children's Hospital has the rights, and so they're the ones who say you know whether <laughs> something like a movie can be made and that sort of thing. Right. Um, well, but of course, Peter Pan is in public domain now, so that's why there are a lot of retellings or, like, reimaginings. Um, but anyway, but, uh, years ago, the hospital had a, uh, I don't know if you'd say a contest. I guess contest is the appropriate word. Um, but anyway, so a lot of people entered to, um, have their story chosen to be the official sequel um and they chose peter pan in scarlet by geraldine geraldine mccoffrin um and it's really good oh, interesting. Um, but, is, but is scarlet of, like one of the um descendants of wendy i guess oh no oh, so it's peter pan in scarlet oh in scarlet okay he wears captain hook's second uh, best ah coat which actually at the end of peter pan it alludes to so it, it really goes nicely um together 
because um, at the end of Peter Pan, you'll remember that, you know, they had beaten the pirates and had gotten the Jolly Roger, and that Peter was being the pirate captain. I mean, he was pretending to, to be that, and then Wendy was sewing up um, from Captain Hook's clothes, like, was sewing Peter up an outfit, even though she didn't really want to, but... <laughs> Um, but yeah, but, but speaking of gender, like, Toodles, <laughs> Toodles, yeah, like, Toodles, becomes a girl. Yeah, one of the Lost Boys. Well, Toodles becomes a girl in Peter Pan and Scarlet. Oh, really? Interesting. So, yeah, which is like, wait, what? What does that even <laughs> mean? <laughs> so it's the old character, it's the characters from the first book, but they become children again. <laughs> it's like 20 years later. Oh, okay. But they become children again, because there's something wrong with Neverland and, um... But they, you know, how do they, they're grown up, so they can't get to Neverland, so they have to become children. And so, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but they, in order to become children, they have to put on children's clothes. And so Toodles has a, a daughter. And so he oh, okay. so <laughs> puts on her clothes, and then he becomes a little girl. Okay. So it's pretty, it's pretty cute. Makes sense. Right? Anyway, yeah, so that's that's an interesting, um, I mean, it has a, it, I don't know if you can really write a, a story that has the same feel as the original Peter Pan, <laughs> but like, but it does a really good job at it. Like, it's still whimsical, um, but the thing with the original Peter Pan is that it's also very harsh, like, I mean... There's a lot of murder. Like it is. I, like yeah, Michael I... kill Michael. Like kills a pirate little baby Michael, and then at the end when they find their dad sleeping in the kennel, and like Michael says something about like he's not as big as the pirate I killed or something. <laughs> and Wendy was like, mm, "That's probably not a good thing for like the first thing for our dad." Right? To yeah, it does say like. <laughs> thankfully, he was still asleep, so that's not the yeah. first thing he heard his son say when he was back. <laughs> And it's so funny, like, Peter would go off every once in a while, and then he'd come back and say that he had adventures, and they're like, well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but the one way they could know is if they found the body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nobody, no crime. Like, nobody, no adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, so there's they lot, yeah, there's the body lots of death them. in this book. Yeah, like, the, um, <laughs> the pirates, like, ravaged the Native Americans at one point and, like, kill almost everybody. Before, yeah. before they swoop in on the Lost Boys. Tiger Lily really got away, but... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I think in, in movies that I've seen, you're, you're kind of left with this feeling that, like, oh, things are just going to continue there over and over again. But, no, in the book, like, Captain Hook dies. And, um, yeah, like, well. when when well when Wendy returns and, and <laughs> Peter Pan doesn't even remember him because, yeah, he, he just, he lives in the moment. He truly does. You know, he doesn't... Poor Tinkerbell's gone. Like, fairies don't live very long. Um, yeah. So, yeah, things actually change in Neverland, it seems like. I mean, I don't know if, like, the, the second book overturns all of this. But from, yeah, but from what, you know, reading the first book, it seems um, that unlike what I've seen in movies, that it's just kind of this perpetual um, place where things just kind of happen over and over again. Like, things change in Neverland. It's just Peter Pan mm -hmm. is kind of... In the press, he's the one. He doesn't experience the change. He just kind of is, either there's no future or past for him. He doesn't grow up, yeah. but he doesn't kind of... I am youth, I am joy. Yeah, and he does, but yeah. he doesn't have a past either. You know, he just kind of lives in the moment. 
Well, so. it's interesting because, yeah, so now everything is kind of blending together. So I read two books and watched three movies kind of for, like, <laughs> so it's like everything's kind of blending together. Um, but, yeah, so Peter Pan is the one that doesn't age, but the Lost Boys, they age more slowly. Oh, okay. Um, but everything else, but, like, Neverland never was a like a the place that time forgot kind of thing. Right, because yeah, like, like when um but it has kind of become that when when, when Wendy, John and Michael show up there, it it's kind of like it's um an amalgam of their dreams of it, you know? Like they've had mm-hmm. thoughts about this place and so it's, it's like fantastic. Exactly. <laughs> it's like when they go yeah. there, it's it kind of becomes like what you dreamt about and what you've made it because they, they like all Wendy's wolf even found it right like, you know like she had a wolf yeah. there they all had an idea of like what which is cool what kind of house they would live in like you know they, they all had and like the mermaids and like all this kind of stuff like they they yeah. had an idea of what it would be and it turned out it was so it seems like you know if another child were to go there it would kind of change to their vision yeah well so which is interesting because at the base of all this it's about death like, it's, so it's interesting just kind of, like, knowing some of the background, um, and, like, some of the origins of the story or of the play, um, but then it's not, like, strictly from, from that, but, so just reading it and knowing, I mean, we can, we'll talk a little, like, (laughs) being kind of vague right now, but, like, yeah, but, like, Peter Pan himself, it's, like, he's pretty much, like, a force of nature, kind of. Like, he, he, he's not, he's kind of not human, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, if you were to encounter uh, an, another race, like, um, I mean, another, like, a magical, like, a race of fairies or whatever, like, they would be other do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that sense yeah. of and Peter Pan is very much like that. Like he was a a baby, like born in the mainland, as they say. But he's but he was never raised by anyone. So right, and his, and his yeah, his story is really heartbreaking. And so I think it's kind of like about the things in life that will change you. You know, like when he goes back to um, see his mother like the windows barred up and there's another little boy sleeping in his bed you know so it's almost mm-hmm. like she's she's gone on to have more children and forgotten about him so he's like fine i'm gonna forget about her um like, mother suck. Yeah, yeah and then there's there's also a moment where um he's fighting captain hook and captain hook falls down and like peter pan's all about fairness you know so instead of just like striking him down there he he reaches out to help him up because he wants the fight to be fair and captain hook bites him and and his reaction is just like one of like pure shock, pure yeah. shock and hurt, you know, because like children don't expect that unfairness to happen, you know, like so when something unfair happens to them, they just can't even process it, and that's what changes people. And so yeah, there is some like commentary about that in the book. So that that was another thing that was really poignant to me because it's kind of funny, like he's fighting Captain Hook and Captain Hook bites him, you know, but it's really sad because it's like this is why you know, song. this is why children lose their innocence is because when the world becomes harsh, you know. Yeah, so. and it's that he has such a bad memory though, so it's like each time some unfairness befalls him, it's as if it's the first time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he just yeah, he forgets about it cuz he's like ever childlike and so you know, he's yeah. he's always going to have that reaction. 
Yeah, and it is also interesting, like, the connection that he has with Neverland itself. So it's like... And and I feel like different iterations have maybe um, pushed this theme more, but that, like, Peter Pan can't leave, leave Neverland because then Neverland would cease to exist. Like, that kind of thing, but... But it's, you know, that the island or Neverland responds to him or is somehow just inexplicably connected to him, like with the weather and things like that. And now, like... Yeah, like when he when he left <laughs> to get the kids, like, things were still going on, but it was different, you know, and they kind of started mm-hmm. to wake back up when he returned. But anyway, yeah, I... Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, yeah, so maybe we can talk a little bit about the how J.M. Barry began thinking about Peter Pan. So, like, he first wrote The Little White Bird, which has a section of, like, Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens, which later was, like, um, made into a play, like, kind of changed and made into a play, and then that was put in... Anyway, it's like there are these different versions, but the first one, the first mention of Peter Pan was Peter Pan in Kensington Garden, which is just a little section in The Little White Bird, which is actually a grown-up book. So, the reason why I mentioned death earlier (laughs) um, was because when J.M. Barry was six, uh, one of his older brothers died, and it happened to be his mom's favorite son <laughs> so which is kind of sad to sad to say like there were a bunch of kids but out of all of them I'm not sure how many there were but there were brothers and sisters um like the the one that died um just before his 14th birthday while ice skating was the mom's favorite um so she so that really so she kind of drifted away from the other children and from little Peter, who was on, I mean, sorry, I said Peter, <laughs> from little James, <laughs> who was only six, um, but he tried to, you know, cheer up his mom, and sometimes he would, like, put on his, his um, brother's old clothes, and, um, but eventually, she, I guess she started to come around a little bit more and interact with him, and they would come up with stories, um, about their, about the, the son who died, about, um, James's brother who died and because she said because the mom said basically that she imagines that he, like he's he's he will be a little boy forever like her the son who died will remain like 13 forever because that's when he died and so that kind of got them thinking about like well if 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 he existed somewhere if he's is existing somewhere is he having adventures is he so they would kind of come up with stories um and that would you know, help help the mother to to feel you know a little bit of peace about it. Um, anyway, but Pan because um, the Pan pipes. Yeah, he plays the little Pan pipes. Yeah, and it's interesting because so then there's the God Pan though, um, which is sometimes he is seen as like a a satyr um, or a fawn, but yeah, like half man, half goat. Um, so in <clears throat> in the Peter Pan in Kensington Gardens is Peter Peter is just a little baby he's like seven days old or something but he's like having all these adventures <laughs> in Kensington Gardens um with 
Tinker. I don't know sure if Tinkerbell is in that one, but I'm pretty sure it's like with a fairy. Um, but at one point he's like playing a flute and riding on a goat. Like, so it's very much about yeah, related to the mythology. Yeah, kind of connected with that. Um, and which is interesting because it really tells more about who Peter Pan is or his um what he symbolizes because like the god pan is all about um like the wild world and um and just yeah that separateness from civilization and um and so that's very much what peter pan is as well so he's kind of like the embodiment of the wildness and yeah and of course belief belief and imagination where you know works in this is a very big theme in the story as well um yeah so and it's kind, kind of, of like out, outside of that mythology. outside of civilization too because um mm-hmm. you know i think there's a lot of things it talks about like how people are changed from their like childlike states by this or that you know yeah like society yeah, society yeah. And, and all that so he's just kind of wild and unchanged yeah that's why he lives in a tree <laughs> <laughs> oh man like, that, story's, house, that story's so might. sad like i can't uh i can't even <laughs> sorry i'm but like can you you can imagine how fun it would be though like, oh yeah i know at least as a kid it'd be like what awesome like i still want a tree house but like <laughs> yeah um so, and it, it's also, it, it really neat that it's just mentioned briefly, but that, um, Wendy's mom, Mrs. Darling, at the be- beginning of the book, when Wendy is mentioning Peter Pan, um, I think, I think that's what it is. Mrs. Darling says that she, like, vaguely remembers something from her childhood about someone named Peter Pan who, um, guides children part of the way in death like right and so in that sense peter pan is like a a psychopomp which i love that word it's such a weird word um what is it i don't know that word psychopomp um so like a harbinger of death or like someone who would guide you um guide your spirit okay um so that that's yeah and (laughs) the fact that he plays the pan pipes like it reminds me of uh Oh no, not the Pied Piper. Oh right, and kind of like lead children away from yeah. their parents. Oh, I was gonna say so. On Once Upon a Time, the TV series, um, there. Well, things, <laughs> the fairy tales get really mixed up and convoluted and stuff. But there's a whole season or half season about Neverland and Peter Pan. Um, but at one point, oh, did they go they there? Make that, <laughs> well, yeah, they do. But they make that parallel that. Um, Peter Pan is also the Pied Piper, or like leading leading children away with his music and stuff. But yeah, but in that Peter Pan is bad. <laughs> like it's a he was a bad father who like abandoned his child who happened to be Rumpelstiltskin. And yeah, spoilers for anybody who hasn't caught up, I guess. But like I can't follow this. And then he became young again. I don't know. It was really. Yeah, I, like Peter Pan is, it's, so, yeah, apparently 
Captain Hook wasn't actually the villain, like, the main antagonist originally. Like, I'll have to dig deeper, but this is what... It was like, 25 facts about Peter Pan, one of those things. But it was like that Captain Hook was more of a minor bad guy, and Peter Pan was actually the villain. Oh, okay. And you can kind of see that. I can totally see that in the story. Yeah. I mean, because honestly, Captain Hook yeah. doesn't seem that bad. And what's very cute, too, is like... It's tragic. He, <laughs> he and Smee, like, want a mother, and they won't when it could be their mother. And that's why they... <laughs> That's, yeah. So they're they're honestly like very childlike in themselves, and like when we get into food, like like one of the only detailed descriptions of a food is part of their like crazy, <laughs> crazy <laughs> devious, plan. yeah, crazy convoluted plan to like lure the lost <laughs> boys away. Yeah, so uh, like we'll we'll talk more in detail in, about food, but like yeah, their plans are so silly. Like yeah, the the whole thing where um, Tinkerbell gets poisoned is because Captain. Captain Hook has snuck into their house, and Peter's just sitting there. But he sli- can't get in all the way. Right? Yeah. Well, Peter's sitting there sleeping. So rather, yeah. rather than kill him there, he like puts full of cockiness. He puts poison into his, um, you know, cup of water that's right there. And so when Peter wakes up, he's about to drink it, and Tinkerbell has, you know, it would have been perfect. Right. Figured yeah. out the plan, but um, and drinks it herself. So, but yeah, like Peter was right there sleeping. He could have killed him, but you know, he's like, no, no, no. I have this master. Well, because he couldn't get in the house all the way to reach Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they had, like, very small... If he had a pistol or something, though. Right, right. Which seems like he would as a pirate, but whatever. Yeah. You know, so, um... But, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which is dumb. But anyway, he's very... They made it into a bomb. But I wonder, like, a... An explosion, but I wonder if that was because it's like oh poison, like it's too. Oh yeah, that, not, I forgot they. Disney's ch- not going to touch I that. I forgot they changed. <laughs> well, a bomb is so much war, or so much worse than poison. I feel like. But, but I wonder why they. Well, because it's it's like the you know the present. It's very cartoon. I mean, I mean it is a cartoon movie, but like, it's a, the present wrapped in a. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like a bomb wrapped in a present, right? Like, I watched it a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and Tinkerbell, like, grabs it. So and... I'm trying to remember. So it's very yeah. much, like, w- what has been in other cartoons Flies away with stuff. it. Yeah, perhaps. So maybe. I think that would be more touchy, like, nowadays, you know? They, they probably yeah. would make the reverse choice. But, like, in 1960-whatever, like, when they, they animated it, then it's probably less controversial yeah, than it, it would be now. Yeah, so, like, it was more, explosions and stuff were more comical, I don't know. Right. But, yeah. Yeah, and Poison maybe was just too subtle for kids. <clears throat> they thought, for kids, I don't know. But, yeah. Yeah, plus you um, gotta bring so, Tinkerbell back to life with clapping. <laughs> I know. Um, but, yeah, so the, so Peter, which is interesting, because somewhere, I don't know if it's in Peter Pan, because, yeah, everything, like I said, is blending together for me, but... That Wendy, like, Wendy is the actual hero of the story. Like, she saves, she saves the lost boys from themselves and from Peter. <laughs> right, because, yeah, he would like, have it, yeah, that they would just stay with him forever. And he, tr- yeah, he tries to bar, um, yeah, Wendy and John yeah, and Michael from finally. getting home. Like, yeah, he, he has a change of heart. But, yeah, he, he would he keep them forever. That would be his choice. And he's yeah. really very selfish. Like, you know, everyone's in love with him. Wendy, Tinkerbell, the mermaids. Like, everybody wants his, his attention and affection. And he's kind of, like, unable to give it to them. You know, yeah, he's, he's a child. You know, he's thinking about it. himself. And that's all he can kind of process. So, 
and he manages yeah. to steal, steal the kiss that's always in the corner of Miss, Miss um, Darling's mouth. <laughs> yeah, that means she gave him a thimble, yo. Yeah, <laughs> so sweet. It was full of thimbles. Her mouth is full of thimbles. <laughs> but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so it it is interesting to like look at it that perspective because you know that Peter Pan is actually well, it's because he's not. I mean, yeah, he does, like, at the end, he does have a heart and realize that, you know, Mrs. Darling needs or wants Wendy more, like, that she isn't going to get over not having Wendy. Right. Um, But, and so that's, like, show, you know, showing his heart, but, but for the most part, yeah, he's, (laughs) yeah, like you said, he's just not able to um, be like show humanity I don't know like it's really interesting um and it even says that he like he has to call the lost boys sometimes like and like he will yeah it's really it's really weird and so but in Peter Pan and Scarlet they address that that he banishes them because in the book it doesn't say specifically that he kills them but just that he, I don't know if they use the word call or it's something where it's like, mm, we, <laughs> we don't know how, you know, he, and then also like if they're not the right shape for the tree, he will. Right. <laughs> it sounds like he'll like cut off body parts. Yeah, because you have like to be fit to your tree, not the other way around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>. And slightly. <laughs> yeah, slightly <laughs> gets fat so slightly. by drinking too much water, which is, I guess, how you get fat and <laughs> has to whittle his yeah. tree. <laughs> Sneakily, Yeah. But, but yeah, because, um, because it's not that the Lost Boys don't age, it's just that, yeah, they age more slowly, and so they do eventually get to, they grow up, I mean, slowly, and so then Peter Pan, like, what's he gonna do with them? And so in Peter Pan and Scarlet, it's that he banishes them, and then they become, they become these people called, uh, Roamers, or Roarers, I can't remember. But they're basically wow, like bloodthirsty like, like, boys. It's like Menudo. Once you get Peter too Pan. big, you're out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And it's, yeah, and that, and just that otherness of Pan makes it very intriguing. But also it's like, can you imagine being with him? It's like exciting and amazing, but also fearful yeah like, like it's, it's an know. adventure but there's no safety net like whatever happens happens he's not too yeah. concerned like he almost drowns with Wendy, and he's kind of like nonchalant about it because yeah. to die would so to die like would be a very great adventure a, yeah so if he's like playing at being chivalrous and stuff then you're good but right if he, but if he gets bored with this game he's easily then, distracted right right yeah. Like, he almost forgot, like, the whole part in the beginning where they're flying to Neverland. It's like, he would forget who John and Michael right. were, and then, like, they might fall. Michael would fall asleep. Plummet. Yeah, if you fall asleep, yeah. you can't fly anymore, so, my, like, poor little baby Michael. Like, uh, I just had my son in my head whenever Michael was, like... Oh. mentioned or whatever because you know I think they're about the same age and so Michael would fall fall yeah. asleep and like plummet towards the sea and like you know Peter Pan would only save him at the last minute because it seemed like fun to do that <laughs> and just to make himself look good right like, like yeah like they had a suspicion that it wasn't really because oh he didn't care to save someone's life no, no, no he didn't care he just it was like catching a ball right before it you know hits the, yeah. the water or whatever 
Yeah, so it's yeah, it's very interesting, and then it's interesting also how, so it's a timeless tale. It's classic, like it has. It's just all over the world. People love Peter Pan, but like I don't know how many people have actually read the original book. Um, but like a lot of the iterations that we've mentioned, they take the these ideas of Peter Pan and kind of like they they kind of make Peter Pan more human or like more approachable and more lovable mm -hmm. um which i think is also partly why he's in the the psyche of the world as a loved character um yeah yeah but i, I think i know what you mean like he is like like a child or like nature like he's neither good or evil he, he's, yeah, exactly. he's just you know he is what he is <laughs> yeah um and so there is a cartoon that I remember that I loved watching. It was like back in the nineties. I think it was from ninety to ninety one or something. But it's Peter Pan and the Pirates. Okay, I don't know if I watched that. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. See, you just gotta start singing these theme songs. Like. Rushes back into my head. Yes, I definitely watched that. I don't have any memories of it, though. I'm like Peter Pan. So, I just, like, forget things whenever they're not in front of me. I'm, I feel happy that you remember it, though. Like. Oh, no, I for sure do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that is an iteration. That was with Tim Curry, is the voice of Captain Hook. And um, Anyway, so... But, like, I, so I watched an episode of that um, just last night. Because I was like, yeah, that show! And I found it a, an episode on YouTube... Or two episodes, actually, but, um, I mean, that I watched. And, yeah, Captain Hook, Peter was about to kill Captain Hook, because he's like, okay, this is ridiculous, like, you're always gonna be causing trouble, so I'm just gonna kill you. And then Captain Hook was like, fine, I'm ready to die, because I have been a child, I have been a youth, I have been a man, I have been all these things, I, I have had a full life, so I'm ready to die. And then, and, and, and then he was like, like Peter Pan you have only been a child like you are so basically just telling Peter Pan how tragic he is that like he has never experienced yeah. life <laughs> to the fullest and so Peter Pan goes he's like whatever and he leaves but then he actually starts to grow up he's like pretending to grow up he's like I can do anything I'm Peter Pan so I am gonna you know but then it's like that Neverland is starting to disappear as Peter Pan you know so it's a pretty intense episode Wow, but, there's a lot in these, like, you know, works targeted at kids. They're, like, super yeah. heavy. Well, and so it was, like, Fox's Peter Pan and the Pirates, I guess is what it was especially called. And it's, like, an American and Japanese co-production. Mm. Um, it's really good. Like, the animation... Wendy looks like the little girl from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that. Like, she's got that, like, short, dark hair. Yeah. But, like, everything has changed. Style, yeah. To not be confused with Disney, so like Captain Hook has white hair, like a white powder wig, and like Peter Pan has a brown suit, a brown outfit, and long stuff. hair. Kind of, yeah, like a mullet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it was the eighties. He's like all browns. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's so it's, yeah, it's interesting. So there's that, and it's it's really good. It's on YouTube, guys. <laughs> nice. But yeah, it talks about some... Yeah, because Peter Pan yeah, is rife with heavy themes, but it's kind of looked at... The way that it's described in the book, though, it's very... 
it's kind of addressed lightheartedly in a way. Or yeah, it's, very it's very light. Briefly, and like I said, I didn't, I didn't even pick up on all this when I read it the first time. So it's like, it's very layered, you know, like you could yeah. definitely enjoy like the silliness mm-hmm. of the adventure as a child. And then like as an adult, it's like, whoa, it's got some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, we've been, well, let's dive in. yeah, I was about to say, we've been talking a while, so let's get into food. Um, I think we both took a bunch of notes. Um, let me let me tell you the the scene I referred to earlier because there's only like there's mention of food several times, but there's only one that's kind of like detailed out, which mm-hmm. is Captain Hook's genius plan um, to to get the Lost Boys. You know, I'm sure he comes up with like a different crazy plan every day of the week. Um, but here's the passage. So here's his plan: to return to the ship. Hook replied slowly through his teeth and cook a large, rich cake of a jolly thickness with green sugar on it. There can be but um, one room below, blah, 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 sorry, he's t- talking about their house, and um, he's like, we'll leave the cake on the shore of the mermaid's lagoon. These boys are always swimming about there, playing with the mermaids. They'll find the cake and they'll gobble it up, because having no mother, they don't know how dangerous it is to eat rich, damp cake. <laughs> And he bursts yeah. into laughter and says, aha, they will die. So, yeah, this is his plan to make, like, a lovely cake with green sugar and leave it <laughs> at the beach where the where the boys play and have them eat it. But it's poisoned. So, yeah. And, 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 and then, it'll work because they have no mother. You know, like, um, having a mother would spoil this plan. So. I know. Darn those mothers. Yeah. I'll read part two of the story. So what happened? So yeah, yeah, that's you're right. That's like the most standout. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Cake with green sugar sounds lovely. Yeah, I imagine it's like lime or because they're like on an island. Oh, that's right. Maybe it's like a coconut cream cake with like lime. Yeah. Um, Okay. So part two of that, we could tell of that cake the pirates cooked so that the boys might eat it and perish, and how they placed it. In one cunning spot after another, but always Wendy snatched it from the hands of her children. <laughs> See, darn so the, that mother! Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> ruining evil plans. <laughs> so that in time it lost its succulence and became as hard as a stone, and was used as a missile. And Hook fell over it in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the best. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So, so related to that, um, Brighton Taylor made. A version oh, of the cake. She of did. Of course, like, she chocolate. did. I haven't seen that. Yeah, we'll link to it. She did nice. a, a big chocolate cake with um, green sugar. I'm not. I think she made. She did do like lime sugar. Um, oh, but that, okay. But yeah, this was one of the foods that stood out to me. I'm like, oh, I instantly want to make it because I made. Oh yeah, it um, is coconut too. Coconut chocolate mud cake with green lime sugar. Yeah, and that's yeah, what that sounds made. perfect. That sounds like exactly what it would be. Awesome. Yeah, um, but like, so when I was reading this, I was like, yeah, I want to make that cake. But I was like, oh yeah, but Brighton already made like <laughs> a really awesome version of the cake. Um, but like in my mind, I don't necessarily see chocolate um, because I made a while ago. I made a coconut cake um, for Cubby from Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was like a super simple. Oh yeah, speaking it's just, like, of a box yeah, cake, speaking like, a of cake. spinoffs. Um, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Come aboard me, Hardy. Yeah, then these were good little pirates. Yeah, good little pirate kids. They're cute. The pirate princess gold doubloons. Yeah, yeah, that's a good show. Um, yeah, and they did have they do have some episodes with Peter Pan in it where he like makes a guest appearance and and 
his song when he loses his shadow and he's like, I can't fly, I can't fly, I can't fly. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm crying. Oh, like, that's really good. It's really good in episodes. Okay, um, yeah, so, so I kind of, I do want to make my own. Yeah, your own version. Poison cake. <laughs> but, but I would do like a coconut cake, like not chocolate, but like I'm envisioning, the way I envision it is just like a fluffy, like really, because they call it like it's a moist cake. What are they? I don't know if they use the Ooh, moist, you could do like a, um, a, like a, a coconut tres leches or something, you know, because. Like, yeah, basically that's like what Like a spongy I'm, cake, you know, but then put, yeah. put like coconut milk. And then with like coconut cream, like whipped cream Ooh. in the middle with some fruit. I love it. Um, like mango, well, not mango for you, no. but, <laughs> um, and then like maybe banana and kiwi, but I was thinking to do the sugar to make it green sugar. Um, cause I've done the, you know, where you color sugar with food coloring and then you, mm-hmm. you like stir it up with the food coloring and then you let it dry and then you break it apart. So I was thinking like, I would like to do that, but make like liquefy, um, like a few bits of kiwi, kiwi oh, fruit nice. and lime. Yeah, and you could put and like then, lime zest because that'll give it a nice. Yeah, and then mix that with the sugar so it would all be green, and then set it out on a tray to let it dry, and then so then it would be like really fruity green sugar, and then put that on. And yeah, Beautiful. so I didn't make that, but I want to. <laughs> oh like, yeah, today's please payday, do that. <laughs> so now I'm gonna go to the grocery store and buy all the. All, the ingredients for all of the foods that I imagined while I was yeah. <laughs> reading this. Um, so one of the other big food things um, in, in Peter Pan is not like a specific food, but like the way they the eat food, apples. which is by pretending. Oh, yeah. um, so sometimes they eat real food, and sometimes they eat pretend food, um, depending on what Peter Pan's in the mood for. Um and, like, the other people... So, yeah, he is totally different from everybody else because they get annoyed because they're not sure what they're supposed to be doing and sometimes they actually go hungry because they need real food. Mm-hmm. And he gets mad at them if they aren't pretending properly. Um, yeah, their their imagination isn't strong. Yeah, and sometimes... Yeah, and and they talk about... So, Wendy, since she's the mother, um, is always cooking and sometimes she's cooking over a real pot and sometimes she's cooking over a pretend pot. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And this this they do in Hook, which is kind of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, Hook is actually, like, by all accounts, not a good movie, and I don't know why, because I actually saw it pretty recently, and I still loved it. Like, it wasn't just, like, nostalgia for me. Like, I thought it was good. And I especially love, they, they take a ton of details from the book, and not necessarily, like, the, like, I feel like, like, the Disney movie took one handful of details, and then Hook took like another handful of details like like Captain Hook's always saying good form um you know that's straight from the book and um you know like of course there's some actually named lost boys which they don't do um but yeah like so what one of the scenes in Hook is that there's a pretend meal and so um you know Robin Williams like I think yeah I think I watched this like right after he died I had like a Robin Williams film festival <laughs> and this is one of the movies yeah. I watched so he's like Peter Pan who's going back to the real world world and grown up and forgotten about all this like life of carefree adventure and so he goes back to Neverland and they're supposed to be eating dinner and there's like all these empty plates and stuff on the table so once he like kind of jogs his imagination he's able to see this like gorgeous feast in front of him so yeah, but see, but that the, harkens um, right back to the book because, um, yeah, they, they do that a lot. They have pretend feasts. And there's, like, a pretend tea party one time, and they mention actual foods. and um, 
Yeah, imaginary blueberry cream pie. Is, uh, so this is on cookfiction.com. And yeah, so it's it's very simple. Um, that's like with, of course, because it, yeah, you have to have whipped cream <laughs> because it's all very like creamy, but also super colorful. Um, but in this one, yeah, they use fresh, fresh blueberries um, and cream cheese and ricotta and yeah, and then whip, whipped cream topping with different colors. Oh, nice! Because I think yeah, um, one of the one of the things that was actually mentioned was like um, like cheesecake. I think. So, yeah, she, yeah the, the twins began with cheesecakes. Curly is taking both bread and butter and honey. Yeah, oh yeah, um, they're all tattletelling to to Wendy that that all the other ones, all the lost boys are not eating their pretend tea correctly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they're like, yeah, cheesecakes. I yeah. can't even imagine how exasperating <laughs> to be <laughs> their mother. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, that cool, scene yeah. where in the book that that it kind of goes into. Um, you know, kind of sheds more light about them the make believe eating. Um, it also, yeah. So it's that um, Wendy's nose. Wendy kept her nose to the pot. So their chief food. Uh, so this is outside of imagination. Their their chief food was roasted breadfruit, yams, coconuts, baked pig, mammy apples, tapa rolls, and bananas, washed down with calabashes of popo. Uh, but yeah, but like you're saying, but you never knew exactly whether there would be a real meal or just a make-believe, and all depended on Peter, Peter's whim, because he could eat, really eat, if it was part of a game. But then they could talk about stodging, <laughs> but he could not stodge just to feel stodgy, which is what most children like better than anything else. Yeah. Um, and then make-believe was so real to him that during a meal of it, you could see him getting rounder. Yeah, so, That's yeah, of commitment. course it was trying, but you simply had to follow his lead. And if you could prove to him that you were getting loose for your tree, he let you stop. <laughs> but, like, I guess that means, like... Yeah, you were getting too skinny to, like, fit... Well, you know, it, your tree wasn't a perfect fit for you anymore. Yeah, so, like, the... I think stodge means, like, what, like, gorge yourself? Yeah, yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like... Um, but yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Apparently, um, that section about the food was, uh, inspired or taken from another work of fiction. This is from Peter Pan Reimagined, a comparison of Brahms, the child thief, and Jane Berry's Peter Pan. Um, so in a section they're talking about that food scene, and... Uh, let's see. So it's nearly an exact duplicate of the food mentioned in the book Type B by Melville. Um, but Barry seems to have mistaken the tapa rolls for food instead of understanding them as the kind of cloth made from fiber. Made from fiber. Um, yeah, so tapa cloth is, um, it's a, it's like cloth woven from... Or they're like mats, kind of like woven from the bark of like a mulberry tree. Oh, okay. Um, and it's very, it's like um, very um, prevalent in um, the Pacific like Polynesian, yeah. yeah, Pacific Island cultures. Um, and so it's interesting that <laughs> that like so that accidentally. 
got in there as a food instead of oh, that's not a food. What that's it really not. is. Yeah. Um. But in my mind, so I'm like, yeah, that's like top of cloth is is not you don't eat it. <laughs> um. And I I'm familiar with it. And so, but in my mind, I'm imagining okay how. <laughs> so I have these recipes that I'm gonna make. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. But it's like. Okay, so two things came to mind. So the roll cakes, but you know the deco roll cakes? So you make the roll cake batter, but then you separate a little bit of it and you can make colors with it. Oh, and then you okay. like draw a design in the bottom of your pan. And then you pour on the regular um, batter. And then it will bake. And then when you roll it up, it's. Oh, how cute! This, you know, this image on the underside. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh! This. I want to do, like, make a tapa, but, like, a Peter Pan-inspired, like, tapa design, tapa cloth design on, like, a roll cake, and then put, like, it mentions bananas and yam and coconut and, um, well, mammy apples. It's some kind of fruit from from the Americas. It makes me think of mangoes, though. I don't, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, it does kind of look like um, a mango. And so I want to do that, yeah, it has, like, but a big also... Tip, like a mango does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also I would love to make, you know how people do the pancake art or like design yeah. pancake designs. So, and maybe not necessarily make a pancake, but some kind of like flat fry bread, but have a pattern on it. Um, kind of like how people decorate their, or like do patterns on pancakes. Um, so that it looks like a top of cloth, at, but then do slow cooker pork like shredded pork and with yam and coconut milk and apples um so do like a shred of that and then roll it up in the pancake type of thing ah. so i'm like oh my gosh i want to eat that's a good <laughs> like idea just... yeah actually when you were when you were talking about the bark i was thinking like you know how people like cook stuff in banana leaf you know, oh, yeah i wonder like you know if, if it could be like not edible but like kind of the cooking vessel i don't yeah, know so maybe top of rolls could be yeah that it's the, what they're eating yeah on, or yeah. like you or cook like, in like husks or stuff like that yeah, yeah. Hmm. but also tapas is is it spanish or like from spain or spanish mm-hmm. for but it's like um, yeah like the little snacks you eat appetizers yeah. or something yeah so you could always also <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, but like, I think that's like rolls. totally different word origin. So I know, I know, but yeah, I just yeah. mean like. <laughs> but hey, you know the writing style is so playful and loves to conflate this stuff. So yeah, it kind of fit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then calabashes of popo, but it's like poi, basically, mm. like the po from the poi fruit, not po popo. Like <laughs> some people are like, what is the popo? Like, <laughs> not the police. The police are coming. <laughs> but like, no, it's poi. But yeah. Yeah. Hey, so that's some good, like, tropical island food they're eating. Yeah. So I want to make all of those oh, things. Oh, yeah. I really want to slow cook in, with coconut milk. Like, because I, when I was um, taking the Tongan classes and, um, you know, ate, eating some Tongan food, like, I was, I really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Like, cooking I'm all about some coconut curry. Coconut yeah. milk and slow cooked meat yeah, and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I want to do that. <laughs> um,. Yeah, so those are, like, the really, like, more, like, the cake, and then that scene where it talks about, it lists that food, but also kind of goes into more detail about the 
imagination food and like those poor guys <laughs> like yeah it's nice that hook actually made it something that everyone can enjoy <laughs> i know <laughs> the imagination food. actual real food um and food fight along with like really severe cut downs substitute math teacher <laughs> <laughs> my husband can quote like all of those cut downs like hook is one of his all-time favorite oh movies. nice He's I, like, yeah this i is love the that best movie. peter pan movie ever i'm like well technically like it's a it's an imagined sequel so hey, but like i said it takes so many details <laughs> but, that like i'm kind of like okay with it being canon because it feels like it could be in continuity <laughs> <laughs> well they don't explain how hook survived yeah 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 like if, if there wasn't the last um chapter of peter pan which, yeah, there's all these details that make no sense if, if in that world, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Otherwise, it would be okay. Yeah. Well, which is interesting because in some of the um, <clears throat> reimaginings or whatever of Peter Pan, it's that, yes, Peter Pan is essential to Neverland, but also Hook is essential to Neverland. Like, there always has to be... Basically, like it's like good there must needs to be opposition A good and evil force or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like there always has to be Peter Pan, and there well, always has I to like, be Hook. I like your the way you were talking about it earlier, like Hook being kind of a you know second tier villain, like just mm-hmm. another one of the um, uh, people there, I guess. Yeah, just yeah and like it's really more Peter like Pan. Peter Pan and Neverland kind of being its own thing, because yeah. I think that makes more sense, and especially like the Hook that's in the book, because he is like mm-hmm. he's a lot like softer and less villainous, I would say, than, like, most of the ones that are portrayed in movies and stuff. I feel like the movies feel like they need to have a main villain. Whereas, you know, this hook is very silly. As as you can see, has very, like, crazy childlike plans to, like, you know, for destruction. And then, like, just the fact that he wants a mother just seems like he is just as... He's, like, kind of on the level of the Lost Boys. You know, they all feel this longing um, for someone to take care of them, basically, that Peter just doesn't get... <laughs> So, yeah, I my favorite so far, uh, like if I had to pick a favorite Peter Pan movie, movie or you know in that vein, it would be the two thousand three Peter Pan with Jeremy Sumter, just because like Jason Isaacs is Hook. Oh, okay. He does such an amazing job. Oh, I know what movie you're talking about. I haven't actually seen that one. Oh, yeah. it's so good. <laughs> I'll have, I'll like, have to see it, because, yeah, I, it's I heard really it was good. good. And it's interesting, because they make it, it's like in his childhood innocence, but also, you know, about growing up, but it's, it's like the caught in between of feelings, like, having, yeah, it's, so there's, like, kissing that happens, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's interesting, it's, it's. I I really 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 like it. Like I watched it again. Oh nice! This, I'm gonna have to and... check it out then. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I love the, the look of it. You know, it has a yeah, yeah the right feel. Seems like. Yeah, it's really. Good. <laughs> <laughs> um. So in Peter Pan and Scarlet, they talk about the imaginary food issue and um. Like, it becomes... Because they're on this big journey, and they're, like, traveling across Neverland, and, like, they're in a desert, and so... But Peter Pan is losing his imagination, 
so even he is not filling up and so so food getting food becomes a real issue can't just pretend it away <laughs> yeah so so yeah so that like that's it's a good book um but yeah other food oh one thing that comes up a lot is um medicine so yeah, like yeah, I was not, just gonna not, say the medicine. Yeah, not specifically like you know a food, I guess, but you know the FDA would consider it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so like Some it, ingestible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like it first comes up like um, when they're talking about uh, Nana the dog, like yeah. she has all these like folk remedies. She uses rhubarb leaf and just kind of scoffs at these like new. Yeah, I want to make rhubarb. Yeah. Rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Rhubarb, rhubarb leaf, <laughs> rhubarb. That's what the lost boys would call it. Rhubarb. Um, I want to make that tea. Yeah, yeah. So she gives them like rhubarb tea, which um, seems like it'd be sour, but also good for your health. And then um, yeah, Mister Mister Darling takes some kind of medicine, which he thinks will he doesn't like it, and he's being a big baby about taking it. So of course, like Michael's trying to take his medicine, and, and Mister Darling's supposed to be setting a good example, but he's being just as much of a kid about it. And he, uh, Mr. <laughs> he, yeah, he's pretty ridiculous, but you know he's funny. Um, and he puts his medicine in Nana's bowl, and Nana like drinks it, thinking it's milk, and makes a face, and no one thinks his joke is funny, and he gets all like hurt that nobody thinks his joke is funny. And then he kicks Nana. Yes, out. he's awful. No, he is like a giant child, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's like Peter Pan. Yeah. That's like what Peter Pan. Exactly. Yeah. So. um... Yeah, that comes up. And then, of course, um, so Wendy, when she becomes their mother, um, Peter Pan becomes their father in this, like, make-believe game they're playing. And um, mm -hmm. they ca call each other mother and father. And he, he gets really worried one time. He's like, this is not for real, right? Like, this is just pretend. And she's like, yes, yes, it's pretend. But I think she's she's taking but she wants Oh, it no, to she's be taking more, it much yeah. more seriously than he is. But she gives him his medicine every day, just like her mother gives her father medicine every day, but it's just, like, um, water that she's pretending is medicine. Yeah. So she makes sure he takes it every day like a good wife. <laughs> yeah, and then we already mentioned the poison scene. Right. But, like, Captain Hook, he always keeps a vial of poison on his person right. if he's ever taken alive. So if he's um, captured, but it's like, he can kill himself. Man, it's kind of yeah. dark. <laughs> We're kids, fuck. but it's um like boiled down rings from the people that he's killed. So it's like a yellow. Oh, so it's like a gold liquid. liquid drink. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how in the book that's how it's described. Right. But in like um, Peter Pan in the two thousand three film, at least, um, it is described as like from. It's like from the red of his eye of Hook's eye when he gets you know the, the bloodlust or whatever um, a mixture of malice, jealousy and disappointment ah. distilled from I yeah, know, sounds, like the, the tears sounds pretty toxic yeah so it's red in that one but yeah in, in the book it's um, yellow and then in other iterations it's green but of course that's like all green is evil because Disney has made it that way <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know but, um, so that, yeah, um, I just thought that was interesting in the movie. It's a malice of, or a mixture of malice, jealous, and disappointment. And then also, 
Yeah, the milk, like the milk, the boiled rings or milk. I don't know. I can't find the passage. Yeah. But yeah, that was interesting. It's like, yeah, they're, they're physical possessions. So like when Hook kills somebody, he takes their rings off and then he like makes Yeah, them. that's pretty cool. Because like, yeah, a lot of those killer What's people take kind of like a token of their kills. It's like wearing a yeah, necklace what's... of teeth or something. What does Peter take? <laughs> their clothes, apparently. <laughs> oh, it's, and okay, their here it is. Yeah, so it says, um, blended by himself of all the death-dealing rings that had come into his possession. So, like, I don't really know what a death-dealing ring is. I mean, I assume it's like death-dealing, so death-dealing rings. Mm. But that had come into his possession. Yeah, these he had boiled down into a yellow liquid quite unknown to science. Which was probably the most virulent poison in existence. And they added five drops to the pretend medicine. Yes. Enough to kill anyone. Yeah, and then Tinkerbell. Yeah. Shoots in and... Yeah, it's like, if you're running through the wood, if, if, like, don't say what you did out loud. Because that's how Tinkerbell knew it. Because, like, she passed Hook in the woods and he's like, yeah, I just poisoned the, <laughs> this, that fool boy's medicine or whatever. Yeah, like, she overheard like, oh. him, like, cackling to himself or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay. Whatever. Yeah, he is really, like, a cartoon villain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just have a couple, I mean, that's the main stuff. I have a couple other light mentions. Like, one day, like, Peter has gone off on one of his adventures, and he came back with nuts for the boys and the correct time for Wendy. Um, <laughs> and then Wendy's like, oh, you're spoiling them. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Sir. Yeah, so, like, th- yeah, things like that. Um, and... Oh, and w- one thing I just wanted to mention, too. Yeah, so they're very connected to nature and stuff. I love um, when they describe Tinkerbell's room. Um, so she, oh my she, gosh, It yes. sounds so cute. Like, she lives in, like, a little, you know, corner thing of the, like, under oh, underground yeah. thing. And uh, one of the, one of the details they, they give, yeah, her, her room's very posh. Like, everybody else is, like, sleeping on the dirt floor and kind of ragtag and put together. And hers is, like, this little, you know, beautiful chamber. And the bedspreads um, change depending on what berries are in season. <laughs> so... Yeah, I like I, th- I was really impressed with that too. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, it's like no woman, however large, could have had a more exquisite boudoir oh, there you go. And, I'm glad bed- you're... and bedchamber combined. The couch, as she always called it, was a genuine queen, queen Mab, queen Mab yeah, with club legs, and she varied the bedspreads according to what fruit blossom was in season. Yeah, speaking of famous fairies, Queen Mab. Yeah, I yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I, I love this. Her mirror was a Puss in Boots, of which there are now only three unchipped, known to the fairy to the fairy dealers. The washstand was pie crust and reversible. <laughs> the chest of drawers an authentic charming the sixth, and the carpet and rugs of the best the early period of Marjorie and Robin. There was a chandelier from Tiddlywinks for the look of the thing, but of course she lit the residence herself. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So stylish. Yeah, it said it, and her chamber, though beautiful, looked rather conceited, having the appearance of a nose permanently turned up. <laughs> which, <laughs> but I love this because her it's like, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's like this detail that isn't given to other parts of this story right like, you like really have no idea like what the inside of the lost boys house looks like but you know every detail of yeah tinkerbell's little you know 
Yeah, or or the room. Jolly Roger, like or Hook's room in the, I mean his um, cabin in the Jolly Roger. Right. Or, yeah, like any of the. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, uh, so when he's when he got to her, like describing where she li- or her little alcove, something took hold of him and like Jamberry, and he was like, "I'm gonna," like so something about a fairy having her own little room inspired him to kind of dig deeper in it and like be more like funny but also it it kind of shows that there's this whole culture yeah it does add like a definite richness to the world you know to kind of flesh out something so minor like that yeah Yeah. and so it's 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 like this other dimension or this little insight and then you know now of course there are like tinkerbell movies and oh yeah really good like they are really good i watched a couple of them yeah the 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 never beast the never beast is good yeah so much. Um, but yeah, so like Tinkerbell has her own <laughs> fan following and everything. But th- like this reminds me of like um, like the fairy tale reimaginings, like we talked about Ever After High and stuff, where they make the like Hans Christian Hans Christian Dwyer like oh, they yeah. make those. <laughs> so that's like just like that, and this is from. Like the early nineteen hundreds, right, right, right. like so, somebody yeah, was already doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like using yeah the the funny fairy tale terms to like describe popular or styles of furniture yeah. or whatever. So, so I know. So that just yeah. like no, it's super I cute. Thought it was yeah. super awesome. You were before your time, yeah. Jam Barry. Yeah, and so thanks for mentioning that. I'm glad <laughs> um, yeah, and I like things that I tabbed also were things that kind of told about the other characters um but so like so hook so we mentioned that like originally maybe (laughs) he wasn't um going to be like this huge villain that he has become or that he ended up being in this edition you know story that we know um but also maybe he was supposed to be a female (laughs) Like that was also one of the things. Like okay, I told you he facts. he does mention his feminine nature. So yeah, um, well, which also like that is kind of um, like at the time his kind of society of of person that he was. I think kind of went with that. Um, but but yeah, that so it would have been a female pirate, which is interesting because the Sci Fi Channel aired. Was it just called Neverland, maybe? But it was like a prequel story. It was like a little mini-series um, of Peter Pan. And there was... So, like, Hook wasn't bad yet. It was one of those. Which is kind of like what Pan, the movie Pan, um, is like. But anyway, in that sci-fi channel aired um, Neverland, the villain was a female pirate. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I, I like it. Especially, especially Maybe. since Maybe. there's so much, like, commentary on, um, gender in this book, so it's kind of neat that, like, you know, mm-hmm. Peter Pan's traditionally played by a girl, even though he makes such a big deal about being a boy and not having, like, he needs a mother or whatever. Um, yeah, and then mm-hmm. that Captain Hook has these, like, um, yeah, feminine ways even to be played by a woman in some iterations, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that was kind of neat. It wasn't until Jeremy Sumter that in the 2003 movie that they found a boy that they thought could embody Peter Pan. Because before, yeah, it's always been women because they just fit 
like they couldn't find a boy or a, a, a male that was the embodiment of Peter Pan <laughs> like like from the look and from the attitude yeah, the spirit, and yeah. yeah so that was interesting um, so yeah so about Hook so like we learn more about Hook in the official sequel the Peter Pan and Scarlet mm-hmm. um, and so but in but in Peter Pan, it says Hook was not his real, his true name. To reveal who he, re- who oh, he really yeah. was would even at this date set the country in a blaze. Yeah, so apparently he's somebody famous that, like, in some kind of school or, yeah, I, I called that part two and I didn't know what he was talking about. So, historian, yeah, so exactly. And, and I think I briefly read something about it, but it was just like, I mean, I don't know who... So yeah, there are some historians somewhere who are like, "Oh yeah, it's this." So, yeah, like, whatever it seems was going like on yeah, at the exactly. Time. Like at the time, it'd be like, "Oh, of course, it's this like public figure or whatever." But no, since we don't live in like turn of the century England, we don't know who it is. <laughs> yeah, well, and growing up, I had always, I had heard somewhere that Hook was like James Hook was actually about Captain Cook. I mean, like, that's where the name, or he was kind of modeled right. after Captain Cook, who was a real pirate. Um, yeah, okay, so I'm on Wikipedia right now. So, Hook did not appear in early drafts of the play, uh, wherein the capricious and coercive Peter Pan was closest to a villain. Um, but yeah, well, but pretty much, like, pirates were really put front and center in the book because... Um, kids love pirates oh yeah <laughs> like it would be more exciting I heard you guys like play. pirates we're gonna put a bunch of pirates yeah um yeah it says the character was originally cast to be played by dorothea baird um the actress playing mary darling but um the the guy who was playing george darling persuaded barry to let him do the role instead and which which is interesting because like in the two thousand three movie, um, Jason Isaacs was Mr. Darling and Captain Hook. So like in many iterations, uh, yeah, was, the, the was, actor who plays Mr. Darling also right, plays Captain Hook. Right, I was just Hook. wondering that because I I wondered if I had like imagined that because I was I was thinking that, but no, it turns out no, it's, it's true. true. Yeah. Well, and as a viewer, I always wondered if that was purposeful on Jay and Barry's part. So because it's like the the world of make-believe right it's kind of like the wizard of oz where like the you know the real the real life people turn up um yeah in in the make-believe world and like mr darling is kind of a jerk in the um (laughs) real world and then he turns out as this villain so you know and it makes sense so i always thought that that was kind of part of it like yeah but it's not (laughs) (laughs) see that's why yeah reading the book i didn't get that at all because they were very different but then like i I feel like i had seen um yeah like like either plays or movies where that was the case or at least was aware of it yeah so to reveal who he really was um so i don't know who (laughs) who he's really supposed to be okay Um, i thought you were gonna tell us because i was so curious i know well i'm trying to find it but (laughs) hook was not his true name to reveal who he really was this and relates that peter pan began the rivalry by feeding yeah so but it doesn't say um like it, yeah. I'm sure somewhere online there is, but we'll try to find it and then maybe yeah, and so- put it in the notes because I really want to know. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it says, um, yeah, it says, but those who read between the lines must already have guessed. <laughs> 
And he had been at a famous public school, and it's later, um, or it's implied that it's Eton College. Is that how you say it? Um, E T O N. Is it Eton? Eton. I don't, I don't yeah. Know. The Eton mess, right? Yeah. Isn't that that's the food that they love? Okay. Um, and its traditions still clung to him like garments, which, with which indeed they are largely concerned. <laughs> <laughs> so you can tell that, like, so. Like in Peter Pan and Scarlet, it it really um, tells more about Captain. Oh, Hook, okay. So um, he was some and his background. Yeah, he was some society person. I guess he ran off yeah. to Neverland to be a pirate too. <laughs> so his mom, yeah, it was like a posh. Like his mom was super posh, and so like he would he was really good at sports at Eton College, and he always wanted his mom to, you know, cheer him on and be there with him, but she was always too busy. Buying dresses oh, and issues. like sipping, mm-hmm. sipping, you know, alcohol or whatever with um, the dean or what you know, just like being fashionable in in society, right. very, you know. And so, um, and then she wanted to buy like more dresses and stuff, and so she's like, "Well, we can't afford to buy me more dresses and send you to Eton College, so pack your bags, you're leaving. Like you're not going to school oh. anymore." And that was his life. Mother like it was year. right before he was about to win some like awesome trophies and everything. And so he ran away and then they came a pirate and came down. <laughs> so yeah. Basically that sounds reasonable. <laughs> yeah, so he but he very much so that explains like he was very much in that high society right. and that's where a lot of his you know his appearance and cuz it says he's like a handsome man with black curls that look like candles and you know <laughs> and very concerned with his appearance yeah. um okay anyway sorry that was like <laughs> um but yeah and then of course we know about fairies where they come from yes child the, laughs for the first yeah. time and it shatters. Oh, I love it. It goes skipping around, yeah. Yeah, and in <laughs> fact, at, at one time, um, uh, Peter Pan, when he laughs, it's described to be like a baby's laugh. It's like kind of like a gurgle. Like a gurgle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine. It sounds like... kind of like creepy and sweet at the same time. <laughs> yeah, um, like he really is ageless. Yeah, like... and he has this milk teeth. Um, yeah, yeah, his little pearly baby teeth. Which, which he gnashes at Mrs. Darling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But, but also, like, it's supposed to be... I mean, it's based on the, the brother that passed away, so, like, 13. Right. And so a lot of people will envision him as, like, 12 or 13. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, then, but then it's like, but the baby teeth, like... <laughs> But maybe that's just... Well, that's the thing. Even oh, if he was, yeah. like, you know, uh, like, when do you have your baby teeth? Like, six. You know, even if... He, which, I think he's older than six. He wouldn't still have a baby's laugh. I think he just kind of takes some of these, like, yeah, childhood exactly. things, think, yeah. like... So, yeah, he. I think he does seem to be more like 12 or 13. You yeah. know, I was pi- but picturing then him. But then, yeah, him, there, yeah, there's parts yeah. of him that are still very childlike, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and also some like there was some explanation for that in one of these i don't know if it was peter pan and scarlet or not but um that he visited the mainland so often that that's how he grew up a little bit i mean got a little bit okay so whenever he's not in neverland he's like growing slowly (laughs) yeah because it's like if he left home when he was a baby how you know yeah (laughs) 
how has yeah we need somebody to explain the quantum physics of neverland yeah how how does this work or maybe he just wished himself to be an appropriate age for adventure right you know like who knows i mean he's so good at (laughs) pretending he can pretty much do whatever he wants yeah yeah oh and speaking of gender i thought this was cool though um like when peter is i mean wendy is first um shot down and they're oh, building a house. Oh, yes, I made a note about this, too. Yeah, There's like, it. oh, tell- no, go ahead, go ahead, tell, tell us about it. Um, so, Curly, said Peter in his most captainy voice, see that these boys help in the building of the house. Aye, aye, sir. Build a house? exclaimed John. For the Wendy, said Curly. For Wendy? John said aghast. Why, she's only a girl. That, explained Curly, is why we are her servants. Well, there was also... And that, yeah, so, like, John couldn't... Because he's the brother... He's Wendy's brother. He's like, ugh, she's a girl, or whatever. But they're, <laughs> they're all like, yes. Yeah, so there's a lot of chivalry to be going revered, on. But, like, yeah. the part I had noted was the, that same scene. Like, so, yeah, she's been shot shot down or whatever. And um, they asked Peter if they should move her into the house. And he's like, no, she's a woman, so we shouldn't touch her. We should build a house around her. You know, or... Mm-hmm. or um, so there was, like, a note about consent right there. You know, like, she's passed out and they don't touch her because they're gentlemen you know so like that's really like um like touches on stuff going on nowadays so i thought that was like yeah. really interesting so. yeah i love like all the chivalry and all of that like it's because they i mean they they haven't grown up in society but somehow they're familiar with yeah, so so that was one of the themes that someone, you know, like, if you want to dissect Peter Pan or whatever, this whole concept of, like, nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So it's it's really good when they are, because they want, when they're playing at being chivalrous and stuff, <laughs> like, but it seems like that is their norm. Yeah, like, like it didn't they, seem unnatural for them to yeah. act in that way, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, for all of the hating of mothers or whatever they revere them like that peter like it says that he doesn't the, the boys like talk about their mothers or what they remember or imagine about them when he's not around and stuff right. but then he brought wendy to them to be a mother yeah but it's okay because it's like play act right right anyway. he's like i got yes. you one so you don't need to reminisce about yours anymore if you can just yeah enjoy this he's okay with like pretend mothers <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, um, before we get, are are you ready to get into recipes? I had one small note about like other iterations of stuff. Yeah. Do oh, okay. It. So like, yeah, we've talked about like lots of the spinoffs. Like, there's lots of straight up Peter Pan movies and shows, and then others that are kind of like um, inspired by, and then others that are just kind of loosely reference them. Um, so like, mm-hmm. I've been watching like a ton of spooky movies lately. Um, and yeah. so one, I watched the um, the Lost Boys, the vampire movie from the from oh, the eighties, yeah. and so I love that because the whole concept is that um, they're vampires, so they never grow old, but like they live together and they're they're this kind of like ragtag bunch and they dress kind of like pirates and stuff, and um, yeah, and they never grow old and they just kind of like live and have fun. So um, I, I like I liked that reference, and then there was another movie I saw just recently called The Orphanage. Um, and it's a Spanish movie, and, like, most of the movie, like, I was only kind of halfway into it, because it's kind of like a generic ghost story, 
until the end. Like, the end is what really made it special to me because, like, the end is super emotional and it's, like, a very heavy Peter Pan reference at the end. And I'm not, not going to spoil it because it's so great. Um, but it, it was, like, a really nice touch to that movie. So I like how this, like, kind of mythology makes its way into other things and kind of takes them to another level. Because, like, this yeah. movie wouldn't have been anything special if it weren't for the end. You know, the end was great. So, mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, I have, like, a, a little shelf on my on my bookshelf um, dedicated to, like, Peter Pan... Oh, wow. ...retellings. Nice. Well, I mean, it's only... It's it's a handful, but it's, like... Still. <laughs> Enough for a shelf. Yeah, it's... I was just realizing... As I was reshelving my books, I'm like, wait a minute. These are all... Like, there's one called Everland. There's oh, is this one, part of your Everland book War. organization project? Um, I like that you grouped them all together. <laughs> Tiger Lily, yeah, yeah. Instead, I know I didn't do color, but I Your theme. <laughs> they all they match in this I'm way. Like, here's all the Peter Pan books. <laughs> yeah, like and then um, Peter Pan and the Star Peter and the Star Catchers is um, a popular one, and I met um, Ridley Pearson and Dave Barry. Those they're the authors mm -hmm. of the Peter and the Star Catcher series, and it's from Disney Hyperion. Um, so, like, I'm really surprised that Disney hasn't done those as prequels to Peter Pan. Like, those would be fun. Like, I read the first one years ago when I met the authors. Um, the only thing I can really remember is that, like, there was a ship with a sail made out of bloomers or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, it's about, like, Stardust or, like, Star... That's the Star Catchers part. Oh, that's um, interesting. But it's, like, the forming of Neverland. Oh, I like it. Yeah, because, like, stars are a part. Like, second star to the right and straight on to morning. And, like, Peter yeah. sneaks up on the stars and blows them out sometimes. <laughs> so. I know. Oh, my gosh. So I was reading. I started to read Peter Pan, like, last year or something. Started to read it to my daughter. And so it's, like, a bedtime. Oh, nice. You know, bedtime yeah, it's the perfect and, bedtime story. Um, oh, sorry. Just one more small reference. Like, the, yeah. in E.T., they, um, the mom's <laughs> reading Drew Barrymore, um, Peter Pan. And... Like, I think E.T.'s in the closet watching them or whatever, and, and they it's the part where Tinkerbell gets poisoned and they start clapping to bring her back to life. Anyway, sorry, I meant to mention that one to you. All right, but anyway, yeah. back to, yeah, you're reading to your daughter. Um, but that part about the stars, wait, like, now I want to find it. But it was so eerie because it was the end of the chapter... And it was kind of a foreboding feeling as a mother, and I just finished reading it, you know, reading it to my daughter. Oh, here it is. Um, so as soon as the door of 27 closed on Mr. and Mrs. Darling, there was a commotion in the firmament, and the smallest of all the stars in the Milky Way screamed out, Now, Peter! <laughs> because Peter's about to go and right, steal the children away. Oh Man, he is such a <laughs> villain. And that, yeah, that whole scene, like, when he, um, yeah, when he first comes and they're trying to decide whether to leave or not it does feel very ominous you know it doesn't feel like oh they're off on an adventure it's like oh no this is gonna happen this is gonna happen it's more like um yeah like like you're saying <laughs> but it was just like oh my gosh yeah because like, yeah because like the, it's nighttime and my daughter can you imagine being a parent and... and going out to a party and coming home and your three children are gone and poor Mrs. Yeah. Darling, like, sits by the window with it open and won't let it close, you know? She's waiting for them to come yeah. back. Oh, it's heartbreaking. But then, of course, Peter is all about consent as well. Like, but, but yeah, at the end, when he, 
Because he's like, well, he's not going to keep a woman, oh, right. keep a lady in Neverland against her will. Yeah, because they said, but they don't, the was... lost boys say to tie her up because she wants to leave. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, nope, she wants to leave, then leave. You know, yeah, exactly. But then he does kind of rethink it and it's like, wait, I'm going to make it seem like her mom doesn't want her. <laughs> but then he, but then he, you know. Yeah. We, we had talked about that, but yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a great story yeah it really is it really is (laughs) (laughs) but i do love the idea of like the mythology in it too um and yeah so you mentioned like in hook you mentioned the food like that's like one of the most memorable ever scenes um, scenes. um and then when maggie maggie smith granny wendy she's like in a crisis we english always make a cup of tea oh love it (laughs) yeah um and yeah in in pan it was interesting because like i liked the beginning of pan because it was like um war torn england um was the setting and at the orphanage and um there was it was kind of like a well maybe not necessarily well it's like the trench bowl or whatever was it from matilda but is that the name um that's the main teacher right yeah, oh, okay. the pr- the principal or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, there's the nun, like the head nun is kind of like uh, that. But like she's hoarding all the rations. Um, so there's like gruel. They're having gruel at the orphanage, but there's usually bacon. Like, where's the bacon? <laughs> we always have bacon rind or something. There's a war on Peter rationing. Be lucky to have any food at all. Mm-hmm. Like, so that reminded me, of course, when we were talking about Narnia. Right, right. Um, that episode. Um, but it turns out that the head nun was, like, hoarding all of the, like, money and food and stuff. But it's like, where did she get all this money? There were, like, gold doubloons. And it turns out that they were, like, sky pirates that she was, like, selling the kids to or whatever. <laughs> anyway, and then the movie just got really crazy. And, like, there was some Nirvana music being chorused by the pirates. And it got really weird. And Yeah, this sounds wacky. Yeah, like, it was... This, like... I don't know. It was very colorful, and, like, diversity was an issue when it was, you know, about whitewashing the main right. characters. Like, because Tiger Lily was not Native American. Um, uh, that whole but, part, yeah, is so problematic. But, like, the, the all the actors who were playing the, uh, um, the, I don't know what to call like, the, <laughs> the Indians, or, anyway, playing the tribe, um, they were all from different cultures so that was like it was a definitely mixed ethnicity um mm. cast for them but it was just the fact that tiger lily was not native american it was played by a white actress um i think was what the big controversy was right and, um but then hook the person oh, who, who was later became yeah, captain Rudy, hook Rudy Mara, who i normally love but yeah seriously it could yeah you need to get an actress so that was just, like this yeah, yeah. But, like, Hook was... I don't know who the guy is. I apologize. But, like, they made... I don't know if he's originally American or if he was a British dude, like, with an American accent. But they made Hook have, like, an American accent. I mean, he was American. That's so jarring. But he was, like... Only Harrison Ford as um, (laughs) Indiana Jones can pull off that, like, cocky American adventure person yeah <laughs> like well maybe not only him but he does it really well but it was like they were trying to make hook oh into like this i have not seen this like, movie but i hate everything about it Ugh. old west kind of like the american or whatever Ugh. but the way he talked made me made me think that maybe that wasn't his 
original accent. Like, it was real. I was like, ugh, Oh, well, please. it's Hugh Jackman in that movie. Eat him now, Crocodile. Yeah, it's like, Hugh Jackman in that movie, and he's Australian, so. Yeah, so. and he's good. Like, he was, he's a good actor, great actor yeah. and stuff. Um, but it was, yeah, yeah it, it turned inter- into just a really it, silly interesting movie. Interesting choices, yeah. <laughs> so. It turned into a silly movie, yeah. and it, so that was, it's unfortunate. I Like, I hope that, I think it'd be cool, like I said, if Disney, but my husband said that Disney is going to do a live action Peter Pan, like, because they've been doing all these retellings, I mean, re redoings of... Oh, yeah, of, uh, like, old movies, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I kind of wish that they would do... Which none of them have been great so far, let's be honest. Yeah. It's kind of, well, kind of disappointing. I have high hopes for Emma Watson. Oh, yeah, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um... But but yeah the yeah I love I, I would I'm, like I'm, yeah I'm honestly looking forward to it but I'm not you know counting on much considering <laughs> the yeah. couple I've seen so far <laughs> I think it would be cool if Disney would just do Peter and the Starcatchers because they already own yeah it. like <laughs> they already own the the rights to that um, well that seems like a possibility since they do have like all these other like spinoffs for different age groups you know that seems like it could mm-hmm. be a cool like um. You know, because they've got, like, Jake and the Neverland Pirates for little kids. That's Disney, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's is. for, and like, that's, toddlers. That's really and then they've got, like, the Tinkerbell fairies for, like, um, young kids. And then seems like the Peter and the Starcatchers could be, like, a good tween franchise or whatever with the same. Yeah. yeah. So, what, in Hook, the the kid, the bigger kid who becomes the, the leader at the end, um, his name was Thud, right? Was it like fun? So at one point, when the food appears on the table, oh that guy, yes, yes, a big chunk. It looks like a big chunk of cheese, but it says like thud butt on it. <laughs> <laughs> it might mean butter, but it was cut off, you know, eaten or whatever. But like, <laughs> I never noticed that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, and then the the cute little the cute little black kid who like knows that it's yeah. Peter, that it's really Peter Pan. At one point, he's like, "Drink your popo, Peter." <laughs> <laughs> so that's like alluding back to the yeah to the book or drink your po- yeah. And he's like, "How is it?" And Peter's like, "Bang bang, yeah." But so the, yeah, there's different foods in that movie right. too. But anyway, so yeah, what's we'll let's talk about our <laughs> recipes. Tell me about what you made. Okay. Uh, well, I haven't made it yet. Uh, or will make so. Yeah. Um, yeah, my yesterday just turned out to be pretty rough. <laughs> like, we were supposed to record yesterday, and it ended up not. So, yeah, I didn't end up mm-hmm. cooking my dish either, but that's what my kids are going to be getting for dinner tonight, because um, I am making um, cod pudding. Oh. Yeah, so I was going to do, like, fish fingers, you know, because, like, my, my idea was to use codfish, which is what Peter Pan calls Captain Hook as an insult. Um, you know, which I guess means like a coward or whatever. He's always calling him a codfish. Um, so like, I kind of wanted to tie that into like British nursery food, which is like a whole cuisine, you know, that I feel like I didn't need it as a child, but I feel like I did because I've seen so many like, um, and read so many, um, like Victorian Edwardian stories that, you know, you get familiar with, like, you know, the British nursery, um, and they have their nanny, and they always have this, like, certain type of food they eat, which is usually, like, you know, a bunch of puddings and custards and just, like, very bland food, like, definitely different from what the adults are eating. Um, Mm -hmm. 
So, um, yeah, like, so my idea was to do, like, a fish pudding, which is, like, a thing. Just use, like, a bland white fish, like cod, and then, um, just, like, lightly season it with, like, some herbs. Um, like, parsley is a good one. I have some in my garden that hasn't been killed by the, like, crazy sun yet. (laughs) So, um, and then just, like, breadcrumbs and, um, like, milk and, and, um, eggs. So, yeah, to make, and I'm gonna do it kind of like I did those, um, Yorkshire puddings for, um, yeah, yeah, for Jonathan Strange. Like, I did them in, like, I guess there's, like, a specific, um, dish you're supposed to do them in. Um, or you could do ramekins, but, like, I'll probably do them in muffin tins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the plan. And, and what, cool. what my little, um, my little, um, Wendy and Michael will be getting for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, I love the whole cut down of being a codfish. Yeah. And, the, and then the pirates are like, have we been, like, serving under a codfish Right, yeah. Like, and then Captain Hook was like, oh, no. <laughs> They, yeah, what if that was one of the cut downs at the table? Like you're a codfish pudding. Right, there's nothing worse than being yeah a codfish. <laughs> yeah, um, very cool. <laughs> so what about you? So yeah, so I so I've talked about the ideas that I have um, that I will be making. Oh yeah, um, but also I cake. made something yeah. super simple. Um, like just if you're having like a little party or something for Peter Pan, um, so it's pan pipes, Aww. but li- as little treats. Um, so you take the Pringles sticks, um, like the honey butter sticks. I don't know if you've seen I those. I, I don't think I have. I'm googling it. So like yeah, if you go in like the Pringles aisle. Or, like, there's a whole aisle for... Oh, ah, okay. Where the Pringles the are. The Pringles aisle. <laughs> they have these little um, sticks. They kind of look like Pocky yeah, they, or... Yeah, they do look like... Pretz. Yeah. Um, sticks. Yeah. So, anyway, the hun- so it's honey butter, and then you um, gently, with, like, a serrated knife, kind of, like, saw... Um, saw the sticks into little uh, gradated pieces um, to make little pan pipes just like just little ones um and then take melted either peanut chips or uh like peanut butter chips or butterscotch chips like chocolate yeah, chips yeah kind of um, lace them together yeah and then um like put that on the back and then lay it flat on um parchment so that they'll all stick together and then just put a little line on the front of the melt um, you know, to make it look like the tied oh, together. Oh, cute! I love it. Yeah. So I'll take Hand a look at that. Yeah. So super simple, like two ingredients. <laughs> so that was like in lieu of <laughs> all these other ideas. Um, but yeah, I I was just super inspired by well the cake, of course, because I totally I'm like yes, I want to make a coconut cake so oh, yeah. bad. And then um, yeah, and then the that list of food. Like, especially, like, thinking of pork, like, slow, in the slow cooker, like, pork with, shredded pork with, like, coconut yes. milk and stuff. Like, I'm totally gonna make something. Like, who's that, um, like there, that. yeah, when you were talking about that, I was thinking about, there's a, I haven't made it before, because I don't cook pork, <laughs> but, um, there's, there's, like, a French recipe for pork cooked in milk, oh. but, yeah, I guess you could do something similar, like, pork cooked in coconut milk to make it more mm-hmm. tropical. 
Yeah, but we'll link to um, like Brighton Taylor's Coconut Cake and Cook Fiction's Imaginary Pie and um, there may be other things that we... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> yeah, any, anybody else yeah. in the community who's been doing Peter Pan inspired stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, and and don't forget that it is... Pokemon, Pokenom, Pokenom month, September, all September. Yeah. Yes, that's going on now. <laughs> yeah, and then next time we will be talking about Doctor Who, and then after that, on October first, we'll be talking about practical magic. Yay! Yeah, we're doing spooky stuff all through October. Yeah, so. we're getting into your season. Oh yeah, <laughs> season of the witch man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so, yeah, if you have a chance and you like this podcast, um, we'd love it if you would rate and review us on iTunes. Um, and you can visit our website for show notes and recipes at um, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yep, and you can find us on other social medias at FKPod on Twitter and Fiction Kitchen Podcast on Facebook, Tumblr, and Instagram. And thanks so much for listening. And... <laughs> Yeah, you gotta prepare your sign-off, man. <laughs> so. I know, right? I'm just like, think of a wonderful thought. Oh, I like it. <laughs> and think of a wonderful thought, but don't try to fly because you still need pixie dust. Right. That's only half the equation. <laughs>